You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Ghoul Friends podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Celeste. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's rainy. It's kind of chilly outside. We've just been ready for the cool weather. Yeah. I'm, I'm living for this right now. Me too. I'm. It's going to be a cool week. Mm-hmm. What's it called when you like the rain? Isn't there a word for it? Yes, and I don't remember what that word is. You popcorned me. I did popcorn you. It's like, dang it, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is, uh, it's definitely been, it was warm on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It was like 80 degrees, and that was not, that was not optimal weather in my opinion. Pluviophile. Pluviophile? Yeah. Oh, okay. Rain and file. <laughs> rain and file. <laughs> yeah, I like the rain too. I like, yeah. I gotta be in the mood for it, but there's nothing like a gray, chilly. Cold, rainy day. I like it when I can just sit at home and just relax and like snuggle and watch movies. Yeah, I was gonna say, it sucks when you have to work. <laughs> yeah, and like your pants are all wet and it's just yeah, gross. That's yeah. no fun. No. No, it was, uh, it's, it's good today. Yeah. So we had a nice long weekend. We seven. did. It's almost over. I know. It goes by so damn fast. It does. But it was nice to have a nice... I had five days off. Yeah. So it'll be good to get back to work tomorrow. You did. And uh, let's see. Gabby's been here. Gabby yep. Ghoul. She just a, said bye to her. Yep. Yep. We had a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Went to your parents' house and had Twicky. Twicky. Yes. And it was hot and... I didn't Gross. Love that. And here's the thing. And so I know my everyone's trying to be like, you know, obviously as prepared with COVID involved for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and fully agree. We had a very scaled down Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but it kind of sucked because it was 80 degrees out and they had the windows open to try to ventilate the house, which again, I, I get. Yeah. But it was so hot. It was. And I was like sweating the entire time. Mm-hmm. Well, Gabby came down from Nashville because yeah. we've had our own little bubble. Yes. With our, your family. Yep. And... Gabby, your dad made Gabby sit in the back seat with a mask on, <laughs> the windows down. You know, we did try to be aware of that situation, but everything yeah. was good. And just the five of us, it was just like a little family dinner. And yeah, it was great. No, we had a good time. It was good to see her. She, mm-hmm. That was the first time we'd seen her since she left. She left for Nashville like in six May. Months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know she was happy to get back. And yeah. She'll be back again for, uh, she's coming back for Christmas. That'll yeah. be good. Yep. Um, yeah. So we have nice full bellies. We went out to breakfast. We did. Had some brunch outside in the wind. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> my parents do not like to sit inside anymore with COVID. So we yep. sat outside. It wasn't too bad. It, it wasn't. Was, it was chilly, but it was good. It was a little windy. I'm surprised your dad tolerated it. I know. It. That's what I was saying. I asked too, because it was really empty inside. Mm-hmm. And usually if it's really kind of not crowded, they will sit inside. They just prefer not to if yeah. they don't have to. So We'll go on like off times. We're not... Yeah. It's not busy. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, no, it was really good. Um, got to say goodbye to Gabby. Yep. Um, she spent the night, one night with us, so that's always, you know, always Little girl's fun night. time. Yeah. Yep. It was fun. Yeah. We watched ghost shows, and then we were all scared, so then we watched Christmas movies. <laughs> exactly. So, ghost shows and Christmas movies, they go together, right? Like, one and one. Yep. Ooh, and she made those, they were delicious, the oh. apple cider margaritas. When she first said that, I was like, tequila and apple cider? No. Like, yeah. No, no, no. It's because it was literally just like the gallon of apple cider you can buy. Mm-hmm. It's got to be gold. Gold tequila, tequila. And triple sec. And you just mix it all together and you do not taste the tequila. That's the no. weird part. Hot damn. <laughs> Hot damn indeed. <laughs> Jeff had nothing to say for most of the breakfast because we were talking about ghost shows, which he doesn't want. <laughs> And he just was very quiet, and then all of a sudden, he just let out a hot damn. <laughs> sometimes you just got to let out hot damn. I feel bad for dad sometimes. He's literally just had girls around him. Well, they took separate cars because your mom and sister are going downtown to get their hair cut. 
Jeff took a separate car, so we had some time before their appointment. Yeah. And so we're just like, our house is four minutes down the yeah. road. So we're just come back and hang out with us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm going back home. <laughs> Y'all have I don't want to be here. <laughs> no. He had his pancakes and he was done. He can't catch a break because let's see, he's got two, he's got me and my sister. I don't know what the, she was trying to eat. Oh, well, he's been chewing on that cord, so you're going to electrocute yourself. <laughs> You know what? You say we don't keep it real on this podcast. You're going to electrocute yourself. The joys of recording at home. (laughs) Chasing animals around the house. Do you remember that one time Mishka bit? (laughs) So we had Celeste. He really did electrocute himself. I think he did too. Celeste found these like. They were they didn't last very long, but it was like a ten foot iPhone, iPhone charger. It was glorious, and it was like metal though, like it was like metal. It had mesh. Like metal outside, yeah. Well, Mishka likes to chew on cords, and he took one bite out of that thing. <laughs> it must have zapped him a good one. Yeah, <laughs> kept shaking his head, and he was all flipped out. You think you'd learn? You think, but you know, <laughs> then they are, are animals, and they're yeah. pretty damn dumb. So, just another day, <laughs> another day at our farm. Yep. Yeah, so I'm trying to think if we've got anything else coming up, going on. I don't think so. I don't think so. Just trying to get ready for Christmas. We got all our Christmas shopping done we yesterday. Did. We did finish, and we shopped all local, yep. which was good. Local and small business. That yep. was good. So all those gifts are done, and, you know, hey, if you're if you're looking for a great gift this year for a family member or loved one, just saying some ghoul friends merch <laughs> is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> Like no, <laughs> they're like we have money. had a couple people purchase things. So yeah, thank you. If you have, yeah, definitely. And if you know, you buy something, um, tag yourself with it, mm-hmm. and we'll share it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's about all. Is anyone else getting into it? Or are they? No, Mishka just jumped up on the couch. Okay, we're good. He's, he's relaxing now. Okay, <laughs> he's causing enough havoc for he's... the moment. He's going to take a break. <laughs> you dropped a piece of cheese on the floor from Dennis, and oh, he Dennis loves shredded mozzarella cheese. <laughs> to lure him upstairs, we. Sprinkle some cheese. Yeah. And Mishka decided he liked Montreal He wanted cheese. some cheese. So, yeah. Just never, <laughs> never a dull moment around here. Nope. Yeah. What so, else? Anything? Um, I don't think so. How do you feel about Christmas coming up? Are you excited? Yeah, I am. Yeah. It was a year that I'm sp- we're supposed to go back to Maine, so it's a little tough. To sure. Know that we're not going where we're supposed to be going, but yeah. your parents always make it good. We're going to get some lobster ship down so they're trying to make it as special as they yeah. can which is really nice and obviously they're my family so yeah it'll be good yeah i love christmas i love it's weird down here because i'm like it's not cold really it's not cold it's like decorated palm trees yeah it's a different <laughs> kind of christmas around here it is but i like it i enjoy it so i love christmas anyway yeah I'm not going to lie here. I love gifts. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> we know. I am grateful now that we live close to my parents so that I can send all your Christmas gifts to their house because Caitlin <laughs> has the nose of a bloodhound when it comes to sniffing out Christmas gifts and she will open them. Yeah. That was like the tea kettle. I'd ask for a tea kettle one time, one Christmas and you had to ship to the house and I'm like, if it's a package, I'm open. It's what's mine is yours. And I was like, Oh, look, a pretty tea kettle. And I'm like, like, and there's your Christmas gifts. Like, yeah. You're not getting anything else. Okay. No, now I send them to mom's house and that way, and she wraps them too. So it's like a double <laughs> bonus. I'm like, okay. So yeah. yeah, I can send all your gifts there. And uh, yeah, I do think it's really sweet that they want to order lobster. Yeah. Obviously in Maine, lobster is, is a big thing people eat. Yep. And down here it's not, nope. but you can have it shipped. So that's good. And yeah. they've never um, actually like eaten, like taken apart a lobster, like done the whole damn thing. I'm going to make like a bulletin board. 
and we're just gonna go step by step. You just looky need, looky, lissy lissy. You just need to sit at the head of the table and have them follow you. I'm going to get the stupid people make the fun bibs. of. Like, you know, if you're a tourist, if you've got the big plastic lobster bib on. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one, do not wear nice clothes. As I was going to say, it's cute they think that bib's going to catch everything. Yeah. Because it's going to go. Butter goes everywhere. Yeah. Just juice goes everywhere. It's gross. It's not a beautiful experience. <laughs> no, it's pretty barbaric. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'm going to make a little bulletin board, and I'm just going to show everybody, and then all I'm going to get is a picture of everyone. your little southern asses <laughs> with your touristy lobster bibs. <laughs> And it's going to be great. That will be fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to doing that. It'll be good. Yeah. And I was like, because I can't throw the lobsters in the pot because it just makes me really sad. <laughs> Celeste's mom just comes up and she goes, I'll do it. I'm a heartless bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. So you'll, you'll have, won't have to worry about that. You'll yeah, be good. Perfect. I can yeah. go in the other room and when they're in there and then I'm okay. Yeah. Now, shifting gears, still Christmas, but we, Christmas food is obviously we're going to have lobsters. Yeah. Christmas movies. What are your... Ooh, I love all the originals. I think Rudolph is probably, the, like, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like the claymation? Yeah, it's like the little... Like the... Like the it's figures. It's not claymation. Yeah, figures, I guess. Yeah. Um, I do love Elf. Mm-hmm. And I do love... I love the Grinch, but I like also maybe the, the one with um, Jim Carrey, too. Yeah, I would say Fight Me. That's the best one. <laughs> Well, I like the other one, the old one. Like it's the just animated like the one? Original. Yeah. But as I got older, I mean, that one's got like more adult humor and. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. I love Jim Carrey's my favorite actor of all yeah. time. So. That's a great one. I That's easily one of my favorites <laughs> as well. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone. Yeah, I was about to say, say, you can't, you can't forget, forget that one. one. No. Yeah, no, Home Alone's good. You know What's I got, yours? Need you ask. It's so stupid. The Muppet Christmas Ugh. Carol. Fight me, let me know a time and a place, and I will be there because that is the best damn movie. I know, you and your sister watch it every Christmas Eve, and I'm just like, where to booze at? <laughs> well, you and dad can go do that. <laughs> we'll just drink eggnog and watch. Yeah. I only had one glass of your dad's eggnog this year. I was very proud of myself. So, a few years back, Caitlin came to Christmas convinced that she hated eggnog, which is fair if you've never had my dad's eggnog, because yeah. I don't like like the kind of eggnog you can buy. It's like gooey and nursey. It's like a loogie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just gross. But his is like light, but like packed full of liquor. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't like taste it. the liquor. Right. And Caitlin came to Christmas up and was converted to a believer of the eggnog and drank like eight glasses of it <laughs> and couldn't drive us home. So I had to drive home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Time's up. All right. We've babbled. Back to business. Once again. <laughs> you get 10 minutes of babbling. We've rambled. <laughs> All right. So for this week, um, I think you'll agree we kind of changed it up a little bit. Uh-huh. Doing something so. a little different. Do you want to talk about kind of what the theme is for this week's episode? Kind of just like unsolved things. Whatever yeah. that may be. Something that is unsolved. So I guess there's a little bit of, it's not like ghosty really, but it's paranormal. Like what happened? I think yeah. there's always just, it's kind of a question of like what? Yeah. It's weird. So we kind of just went off on our own little Route. world. Yeah. Now we're going to converge. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we say we talk about, you know, obviously this is a paranormal podcast, but you know, sometimes you got to change it up a little bit. Like, yeah. We like to keep it fresh. This is like a little more true crimey. A little more true crimey. Yep. Yep. Definitely. But so, creepy. So yeah. I'm for anything creepy. Yeah. Yours is definitely like true crime, I would say. Yeah. Um, mine is more like unsolved. Well, yours is unsolved too, but they're just, they're kind of in the same vein, but a little different. You don't so. like it. Sorry. Move on. <laughs> 
Go listen to another podcast. It's that easy. <laughs> You're not here for the professionalism. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lord, this is not. <laughs> yes. So do All you right. want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Go I've got two. Okay. Two kind of stories. Um, so mine's going to be, both of my stories are around um, unsolved disappearances. That's kind of weird, you yeah. know, kind of paranormal. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to talk about a case that happened uh, in the 70s. And this is the unsolved disappearance of a man named Frederick uh, Valentich. I think that's how you say it. I apologize, apologize if I mispronounce that. Um, and this has two things that you love. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Yes. It has aviation. Yes. And aliens. Yes. So I saw this and I was like, yep, I got to do this one. <laughs> All Aww, right. That was nice. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So to kind of give the backstory of what happened here, uh, Frederick Valentich was a pi- or pilot, excuse me, not a pirate, as I once just said. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> he was born um, in 1958, and he was Australian. Um, he was a fairly experienced pilot. He had about 150 hours of flight time. Okay. But we're going to talk, we're going to focus about the de- focus on the day of October 21st, uh, 1978. Okay. So he was 20 years old mm-hmm. when he disappeared. Um, he was planning a training flight to go between um, the Australian mainland and Tasmania. Okay. Um, so he was going to fly a Cessna 182L. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, my dad flies a Cessna, but I don't know the exact model numbers there. Um, and he had planned to fly um, from a city in Victoria, Australia, Australia called Moo Robin. Or Moo Rabin, I'm not sure how you say that one either, to King Island in Tasmania. Okay. This was not necessarily a very long flight. Um, if you look at the map, it, it's fairly close. Okay. Um, so he left in the evening of October 21st, and he radioed into the tower, as you do when you're flying, at around 7.06 p.m. to report something strange that was happening to him while he was flying. He claimed that there was an unidentified aircraft that was following him Ooh. at around 4,500 feet. Ooh. Now, he tells the tower this, and the tower radios back and says, there's no identified traffic near you. Like, mm-hmm. there's no one near you that well, we see. <laughs> and, right, and that's exactly, he was saying, well, I see them. They're following me. He claimed this craft was a big aircraft. Um, he said it had what looked like four landing lights that were illuminated on it. Okay. Um, and he said the weird thing about this um, aircraft or whatever it was was moving really fast. Okay. To the point where it could almost orbit him oh. as he was flying. Oh. So it was clearly mm-hmm. trailing him. Yeah. And it seemed fixated on him, and he had no idea what it was. The flight service had no idea what it was. Yeah. I can imagine that'd be pretty terrifying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of what we talked about with uh, um, the hills. Yeah. And, you know, being tracked. Followed. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, 4,500 feet for a large aircraft is pretty low. I was about to say, you know more about aviation than I do. Well, yeah. You're obsessed with it. Pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, like a Cessna, like a small plane that you see, think of like an airplane you see in the sky that's just like, you can tell it's a smaller plane. Yeah. You hear it go like, it's got a propeller that's yeah. spinning. Yeah. It's not a jet that you right. would see. You know, yep. it's not Southwest coming in. Yeah. So, when you see them up in the sky, they're probably, the highest they can go is 15,000 feet, but they're usually not that high. Like when mm-hmm. I fly with Jeff, we're usually at about like five to six thousand feet. Okay. So, so that's relatively low then. Yeah. I mean, for a large aircraft to be buzzing around, that's pretty low. Right. And I would assume from his descriptions that it was bigger than a Cessna. That it was he yeah. made it sound like this thing was massive yeah. from what I've read. Ooh. Yeah. So it's orbiting him. He has no idea what it is. Um, you know, the tower can't see anything near him or pick up on anything with the radar. 
he claimed all that description wise that he could claim about the craft was that it was metallic and shiny. Okay. And it also seemed, I think he said the lights uh, appeared to be a greenish color. Okay. So, yeah. Fucking aliens. Yeah, right? So this kind of went back and forth with the tower with him kind of reporting what was happening. Uh-huh. Um, his final transmission contained the pilot saying the phrase, it's not an aircraft, before cutting out altogether. Oh. And no more transmissions were received from him. So that's kind of ominous. Yikes. Now, at this point, the flight service determined or kind of concluded that he probably crashed, crashed. or like maybe, you know, suffered he a. He was abducted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so, immediately after that comes in, they start land and sea searches to see if they can find any remnants of the plane, yeah. him, nothing. Nothing was ever found of him oh, or his craft. So. What's interesting about this is five years after this occurred, um, an engine cowl flap, and I'm not quite sure what part of the plane that is, um, was found on Flinders Island, which was in the flight path of where he was flying. Mm-hmm. The flaps are the ones like... Is that what comes off yep. the wings? Mm-hmm. It slows or like speeds up. So you know when you're landing, yes. they come up. So there's more drag. Right. Okay. That makes more sense mm-hmm. now. So they get this piece of the plane that um, washes up, mm-hmm. and they take a look at it. They did determine that that specific part did come from the same Cessna that he had been flying, Ooh. and that the serial number was in the range of numbers that could have been his plane, but they could not conclude. So it's not definitely his, but there's very a, likely There's his. a lot of conflicting evidence that okay. says one of... It kind of goes either way. Mm-hmm. It could have been part of his plane, but it also... Maybe it wasn't. I mean, Cessna is a very common type of plane. There's a bazillion of them flying Mm about. Um, So with that all in mind, what are your initial thoughts on Landon? Yeah, I'm I think it reminds me of the the walls, right? Is their last name? Not the walls. The hills. Hills. Betty and Barney Hill. Yes, that were abducted, but they were brought back. I think this guy just got... He just got taken. He's... Yeah. Well, there are some interesting things to, to kind of know about. Where was this? Australia. Okay. This was in Australia. Was Bermuda Triangle? No. No, okay. and I, that's kind of my thoughts, too. It mm-hmm. kind of gave me some Bermuda Triangle vibes. Yeah. Um, but there is some information when you look at this from a whole that you kind of should consider when you're kind of concluding what you think happened. Okay. Um, so Frederick was actually rejected from joining the Royal Australian Air Force um, twice because he couldn't meet the uh, educational requirements. Okay. Um, not to say that he was a bad pilot, because I feel like I'm going to say these things and you're, you know, you would conclude, well, he just didn't know how to fly and that's why he crashed. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, he did fail the commercial pilot test twice and he was reprimanded twice as well for flying into restricted airspace and into clouds without authorization. Well. So this kind of <laughs> build a case of maybe like not negligence, negligence or incompetency when flying. Yeah. But he was also training and I'm not saying that, you know, anyone who fails a flight test is a bad pilot necessarily uh -uh. um so it's hard to say those are things to keep in mind Mm -hmm. but like what did he see uh experience and if he was a good pilot bad pilot yeah it's kind of irrelevant to what he saw you know he saw something metallic and metal like what where were you exactly and there were and there have been some evidence that has come up 
that do kind of support the alien theory. Okay. So pretty much as soon as this happened, um, it became an immediate popular case with mm-hmm. ufologists. Like, groups just kind of jumped on this, trying to either debunk it or prove it. How the fuck do you become a ufologist? Because I want to. I don't know. I want to I'm know. I'm going to Google though. it after. Yeah, we should. I'm going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back. <laughs> Jeff and Kathy, I'm going to be a ufologist. <laughs> be like, great. <laughs> to outer space please yeah (laughs) exactly um so frederick's father was interviewed after he went missing and he did state that frederick was a um a huge believer in aliens Mm -hmm. and often said that he was afraid of being abducted i'm like oh that's interesting and sad if this is actually what happened Um, bad way to end (laughs) yeah so when ufo ufo groups ufos (laughs) ufos Began looking into this, um, there were a couple groups in Australia that claimed that they had reports of people seeing green lights in the same airspace at the time and day of the incident. Um, in fact, there was a UFO group in Victoria, Australia, which is where mm-hmm. he flew from, that claimed they had a report of a farmer that saw a UFO in the same area that day, and he claims that he saw a human aircraft somehow attached to the <gasps> UFO. Shut up. Yeah. Now, that farmer has been, like, whoever gave that report has never been identified. Okay. But this group says that they have a report of an eyewitness saying that they saw this. Whoa. Right? So it's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, additionally, there is a UFO group in Phoenix, Arizona called the Ground Saucer Watch. And they claim that a plumber in the area took pictures of a UFO uh, near the water on that day. But these photos have been deemed too blurry to fully analyze. Okay. Just based on the time, the mm. year they were taken. Yeah. So there's kind of evidence on... the old Polaroid. <laughs> right. It's, it, we don't yeah. have the digital files that we have now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of... Oh, that's aliens. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's kind of... You can see it both ways. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I see a hundred percent aliens. aliens. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Especially when you came in with that, like, eyewitness account. Oh, yeah. Multiple, apparently, because there's... The farmer, and then if the plumber's mm-hmm. pictures are correct. Crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's it's interesting. Nuts. I just think of that final line, like, it's not an aircraft. Yeah. That kind of, like, gave me the goosebumps. Dun, dun, dun. I know, exactly. Goosies. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, I like that one. I thought it was interesting. Good I one. figured you'd like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anything with it's aliens. airplanes and, and aliens. <laughs> like, Sign me up. A-O. <laughs> yes. Good. I like that. Yeah. That was awesome. Good. Yeah. All right, so we've had a little flying, we had a little aliens. Yeah. What we got next? Do you want me to go? Sure. I have one big one. Okay. And then you can yeah. wrap up with the other one. That sounds good. Okay. So we're going to London. One of your favorite places. Jolly old London. Ever. I love London. Well, buckle up. Okay. <laughs> Mine's a lot darker than that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, a little bit of a trigger warning. This is pretty, uh, it's graphic. graphic. Mm, um, okay. Sorry. You should expect nothing less from me. <laughs> Not wrong. Um, so this is called the Thames Torso Murders, mm. also called the Embankment Murders. Okay. Um, so it's pretty fucked up. Okay. Um, so there was a slew of unsolved murders in London from 1887 to 1889. Ooh. And here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were four victims at the time, um, and only one of them was ever identified. Okay. So this is pretty... Yeah. Gnarly, okay? Yeah. Um, so the first body was found in June of 1887 by some men that were working near the River Thames, um, which is near Raynham. Okay. She is known as the Raynham Mystery. 
Okay. Um, so these workers notice something in the water, and so they naturally go to investigate. Yep. Um, and it was a female torso. Ooh, okay. Um, they, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so called the police, and kind of as they were working for the next uh, few months, body parts kept washing up. Um, oh. And they were identified as the same Yikes. person. Okay. Um, so obviously this launched a pretty big investigation. Uh, sure. Um, and it was concluded that whoever dismembered her um, had to have some medical knowledge. Um, that's kind of how they left it. That would make um, sense. But it was not performed for medical purposes. Okay. So she was not dismembered for anything medical. It was... Like an autopsy, right? right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, because her cause of death could not be determined, yeah. um, the jury had to call the case, uh, in quotes, found dead. Um, oh, okay. So that's kind of just a big mystery and just unfortunate. Yeah, of um, course. So she was never identified. Okay. Um, so the second case happened between September and October of 1888. Okay. Um, another dismembered female, uh, uh, some of her body parts were found kind of spread around the city. Of London. Hmm, okay. Um, and they found the remains in the area of what is present day, the Scotland Yard. Um, and then they also were dropped at the police headquarters. Hmm. Okay. When they found the parts, uh, they matched to a right arm and shoulder that they had found a few days before on the shore of the River Thames in Pimlico. I okay. think that's how you say it. Uh, just days before. So this is, again, within mm. a few days, different places, different yeah. dismembered body parts. Can I ask a question real quick? I just want to make sure I heard you. Did someone drop off body parts at Scotland Yard? Is that... The, the same body, yeah, were found. Oh, okay. They were found in Scotland. It's not. It wasn't that Scotland Yard back then, but it is what present day it's is now, now Scotland Yard. Yard. Okay, yes. gotcha. This person is dumping body parts. Gotcha, okay. Sometimes in the river, sometimes in Scotland Yard, mm -hmm. and the same woman... Uh, different body parts were uh, dumped at the police headquarters. Gotcha. It's like egging them on. That's what I was trying to... That's yeah. kind of what it seems like, taunting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and there was also a torso, a right arm, and shoulder um, during the investigation mm -hmm. uh, that were found. Uh, there was a reporter that was, like, reporting, because this is obviously pretty... I mean, it's happening pretty frequently mm -hmm. and kind of gaining some popularity in the city. There was a reporter named Jasper Waring... Um, had kind of asked the police, you know, can I kind of investigate and mm -hmm. report and, you know, bring a dog around? And they were just like, yeah, if you can help, like, great. Go for it, yeah. So he brings a dog um, and a laborer, one okay. of the people that were working, um, to kind of investigate. And during the investigation, the dog kind of hinted on something and dug up a left leg uh, that had been cut just above the knee and buried right on the construction site. Um, and it was identified as the same woman. Okay. Um, she was never identified. They never found, like, this is gross, but, like, a head? Nope. Like, okay. On any of them. Interesting. Yep. Um, the next woman was, um, I'm going in chronological order of mm -hmm. how they happened. Yeah. Um, this woman was identified. Um, this is the only one that has ever been identified. Um, it started on June 4th of 1889. Okay. Um... On the 11th, the Times had reported, uh, and this is in quotes, um, they're finding body parts. Mm -hmm. This is what the Times report stated. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, left leg and thigh off Battersea. Lower part of the abdomen at Horsley down. Thursday, the liver near Nine Elms. Mm -hmm. Upper 
part of the body in Battersea Park. Neck and shoulders off Battersea. Friday, right foot and part of legs at Wandsworth. Left leg and foot at Limehouse. Saturday, left arm and hand at Bankside. Buttocks and pelvis off Battersea. Right thigh at Chelsea Embankment. Yesterday, right arm and hand at Bankside. It's kind of turned into like a scavenger it's hunt. disgusting, right? Like, yeah. This dude is gruesome. like legit butchering women and placing their body parts different days at different times. But it seems like, I wonder if those locations were strategic for like... I don't know. I just I, I'm interested if there were any kind of meaning behind the locations of where, yeah, the body parts know. were buried because it seems very much like a, a taunt to me to leave remains at like right. Scotland Yard's doorstep. Like here you go. Yeah, yep. Um, at the police doorstep. I just I find it very interesting. And like, how do you drop something at body parts at these different places and like nobody sees you? Yeah, that's it's a good point too. Like at what time of day? One would assume it would be at night yep. when you know you kind of would have a bit more cover over you, but. I don't know. It's gross. It's, it's very... That's graphic. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're continuing this investigation. Yeah. Um, and it was found again that medical knowledge, they said, someone knows what they're doing. So they're kind of realizing that this is probably the same person. Mm-hmm. This isn't two or three random murders. You right. know, this has got to be the same person. Um, interesting fact, uh, Braxton Hicks mm, is... Okay intertwined in this case he stated that the uh, dissection of the body did show skill but not necessarily by a medical professional which is what they had said before he said it was similar to that of a butcher Mm -hmm. um so someone that has good knowledge of bones and joint placement so it didn't have to be a medical person just someone that knew how to cut joints and like where to cut them because they were cut in a very certain way yeah this is a really dumb question but is braxton hicks the same Braxton Hicks that named the yes. false contractions. Yes. <laughs> okay. Doctor. Yeah, I was just trying to make yeah. sure I had that name. That's why I thought it was a fun fact. This yeah. is something that most people would know. That is interesting, but like what other profession that's not medical has knowledge of a butcher. Oh, a butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. I mean they cut up cows and pigs and they cut up all joints kinds of different joints. Things. Yeah. I mean, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um so like you said, they believe this is the same person, but doesn't he doesn't Braxton Hicks does not believe it has to be someone medical. Could mm. be, but he's saying don't rule out other people either. Okay. Don't just look sure. at medical people. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of sad. Uh, she was eight months pregnant. Oh. Um, and they could not, in this case, again, give a definitive cause of death, but called it willful, willful murder against some person or persons unknown. Mm. Um, her head was never found, but she was identified as Elizabeth Jackson, um, and she was a homeless prostitute from Chelsea. Okay. Um, so she was the only one that was identified. Mm-hmm. So the fourth woman Jeez. is, oh God, it gets worse. <laughs> um, so she is called the Pynchon Street Torso Murder. Um, obviously, she was not identified. Um, this was on September 10th of 1889. A female, female torso was found under a railroad bridge at Pynchon Street in Whitechapel. Um, they believe she was murdered, dismembered, and her body parts were dispersed through the city. Again, same situation mm. here. Um, and her remains, though, what was different, um, she was pretty mutilated. Um, she was covered in bruises and scratches, and it looks like she had been severely beaten. Okay. Um, and someone had kind of, like, ripped out her insides, like her belly. Um, like they disemboweled her? Yeah, like they just totally like, oh, ripped her okay. whole stomach apart. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, so she was estimated between 30 and 40 years old. 
No other body parts of hers were found. Um, and pathologists ruled her death, um, called it a hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get that from that, but I, it's not my job yeah. <laughs> to do that. Um, so she, unfortunately, it looked like she had been just kind of mutilated. So this is around the same time as Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay. So with this mutilation, they kind of were like, hey, is it him? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But there actually are people called Ripperologists. No, yeah, I've heard of this. Yep. <laughs> are literal experts on Jack In the, the Ripper. Field, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and the murdered bodies that they had found. Um, the only difference what they ruled was not Jack the Ripper um, because he um, did a lot of um, like Narsty Nelly. Like he did a lot of like genital mutilation. Okay. Um, and none of these had that. Okay. Um, he just dismembered and sprinkled and. Yeah. It was just a nasty Nelly in a different way. Yeah. Um, so it was ruled that it was not Jack the Ripper. They did not believe. Because, I mean, the I believe the dates coincide with those It was right murders. around the same time in London. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a natural, you know, mm-hmm. conclusion to make. A lot of people make. speculated that that's who it was. Mm-hmm. But the Ripperologists did not I'm gonna go with, believe that. I'm going to go with them. Yep. They are the experts. <laughs> um, and there were, I didn't go into it just because it was a lot. Um, but kind of over the next few, I think it ended in 1904, was okay. the last, but there were a slew of other murders between the ending. The last one was in 1889. Mm. So for about the next 12 years, there were other murders that were similar. They were like pretty mutilated murders. And so they associate them with this person who has never been identified, yeah. um, never was caught or charged, obviously. Um, they cannot, they said this person that did these four murders is the same person. Mm. The other ones, they could not conclude that it was the same person, but it was speculated that it possibly could have. And it was another, I think, like eight murders wow. um, in that same area. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Um, and I honestly had never really heard of this before. I've heard mm-hmm. of Jack the Ripper, of course. Yeah. But um, these specific murders I had not heard of. But mm-hmm. it sounds like if I'm like, if I understood that correctly, the original um before the last body or torso was found, they were dismembered, but un- otherwise, like, not beaten, not... Right, the last Was woman. the one that was... So that almost makes me feel like that's a different person. Interesting. Or the, the killer was becoming more aggressive. Angry. Because I kind of... My mind goes to either aggressive or, like, copycat. Like, mm-hmm. someone who is imitating that yeah. style of murder, but... Or maybe he found someone that was like, I'm gonna fight back. Yeah, and, or know, someone like, he knew. Oh shit! Yep. Or she. I mean, it could have. It could have been a woman. I don't know who was doing she this, but um, yeah, that just it seems very interesting. It also reminded me of another, um, like kind of true crime, a, a story as well about. Um, have you heard of the Black Dahlia? Mm-mm. No, I've heard of it, but I don't know the story. So it was an actress, and her first name was Elizabeth. And I apologize, I, I can't remember what her last name was. She was found in Hollywood. In California, um, she was found uh, bisected mm. at the waist, um, and it's never been solved who who murdered her. But they did speculate on um, who the type of person might have been because apparently that specific cut is mm. very difficult, and basically you'd have to be a doctor or someone who knew, like a medical professional who knew how to make that kind of incision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really great podcast on that called The Root of Evil, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. It's only about this murder and. There is a very, uh, pretty well-accepted suspect who they thought did this, and he has a horrific backstory of his own. I can't remember his name, but look that podcast up if you're interested in that, because 
it kind of gives me the same vibes as this. It's very like strategic yeah. dismemberment, like almost yourself. clinical. Yeah, I did, but it just made me think of that podcast <laughs> yeah. and it was so good. It like, I think I finished it in a day because I was just so like sucked awesome. into it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Thanks. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Unsolved. I don't like that. No, I don't either. Um, fun fact. Did you know that the Jack the Ripper murders was the first time um, photography was used? I did know that. At a crime scene? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really interesting. Did you know what the second time it was used in a crime scene, what crime that was? Lavinia Fisher. No. <laughs> I don't know. Lizzie Borden. Oh, oh, I did know They said that, that during the tour, I if you remember. I did know that, yes, I did. Yeah, that was the first, I think the second time that photography had been used. It's in there. We have, and it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> we thought we were going to sleep there. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's cute, we think we're that ballsy. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one, I Thank enjoyed you. that. I'd, I'd read more into that. that yeah, sounds like... it, there was a lot. I, you should look into the other murders that happened after, too. It's yeah. too much to get into, because I could have done a yeah. whole other portion of it but yeah i mean jack the ripper himself like that's such a fascinating oh, yeah. thing to read about and mm-hmm. i think they know or have a pretty good idea of who, who was. they thought that was now but i mean you see how long it's taken mm-hmm. the dna evidence yeah. and to get there right crazy well we've come so far now that most yeah. of the people probably would have been caught by now yeah exactly yeah. and it's just so hard to go back in time and try and yeah. piece those things together with the technology we have these days right yeah that was a good one thank you Good job. Thanks. All right. Are you ready for another disappearance? Does it have aircraft and aliens? It doesn't, but it does have ghosts. Let's go. See, both of mine kind of had a little bit of a paranormal <laughs> tie. Yeah. So I, that's why I chose them. I thought that would be interesting. Good job. All right. So this is the story of the unsolved uh, disappearance of the Jameson family. Okay. So um, the Jameson family was composed of uh, Bobby Jameson, Sherilyn Jameson, and Madison Jameson. Bobby was 44. He was the father. Sherilyn was 40, the mother. And Madison was six. Okay. So on October 8th, 2009, so this is quite recent. recent. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison left their home in Eufaula. I think that's how you say it. Oklahoma. Um, their truck was packed up. They had their family dog with them. Oh, I know this one. And they were never seen again. They did not return. So I believe it was eight days after their disappearance. Um, a search was mounted to try and find them. Um, their family's truck that they were traveling in was found in Latimer County, Oklahoma. Um, and when they got to the truck, they found, uh, some things that were kind of suspicious. They found, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. <laughs> well, it's going to be suspicious. They found both, uh, Bobby and Sherilyn's, uh, wallets. Okay. They found cell phones. They found $32,000 in cash. Whoa. And All they, in the truck without them. Yes. Whoa. Okay. And they found the family's dog who was malnourished, but alive. He was okay. I, from everything I read, the dog oh, did Lord. survive. Okay. But the weird thing is that there were no signs of foul play. There was no signs of a break-in. Like, windows weren't broken. Well, I mean, money. I mean, that's a good chunk of money. I mean, who's leaving behind $32,000 in cash? (laughs) But without, like, if there was a broken window, if there was a sign of a struggle, blood, something. They were just gone. Interesting. So, the search continues. Um, They cannot find them anywhere. So, the case kind of goes cold, unfortunately. But, again, there's no signs that say it was foul play. Yeah. Okay. Fast forward to 2013 on November 16th, um, remains, skeletal remains of three bodies Mm -hmm. were found about three miles from where the truck had been found. Okay. 
Now, why they did not come across this in 2009, I don't know. Right. I don't know the terrain of that area that mm-hmm. they were in to be able to say it maybe heavily. Or they were heavily... there at a later time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was whatever the circumstances were. They were found near where the truck was. Um, DNA sequencing and evidence did prove that they were those of the Jameson family. Okay. So they were positively identified. All three of them? Yes. Okay. So at this point, I say it's unsolved, but they were found. But what happened to them has never been figured out. Okay. So... That's kind of the initial story, but when you go back and look at the family's history, it gets stranger and I think gives you more questions than answers because nothing really makes sense. So Sherilyn and Bobby, um, it sounded like, you know, were a happy couple, but did definitely suffer some like stressors in their marriage, which any marriage has those. Mm -hmm. Um, Bobby had been in a car crash that apparently had given him chronic pain that he kind of always dealt with. Um, Sherilyn was also diagnosed as being bipolar but chose not to take her medication. So wow. okay. as we know, bipolar disease has a lot of, um, you know, mania and mm-hmm. depressive episodes. And, you know, I think the combo of those things obviously would, I would imagine, cause some tension in any marriage. Sure. The other thing that's kind of interesting about this case is that the two were convinced that their home was haunted. Oh. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically they said they felt like there was a really evil presence in the house uh, their daughter, Madison, had made friends with an imaginary friend named Emily, who they believed... She ain't imaginary. She real. What do we say about little ghost girls? They're never They're little ghost girls. rarely a little ghost girl. Yep. Um, so they thought their daughter was being influenced. They thought they had dark spirits in their home. They even appealed to... You know, they went to a pastor. They asked what to do, if they could get their house blessed. Um, I didn't find anything that said they were necessarily, you know, affiliated with one specific religion. Um, I did read that Sherilyn was very spiritual. She actually considered herself to be a witch. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> so they had a lot of things yeah. here. Um, you know, the plan that they kind of came up with was that they were going to hold their own exorcism in their home. Now, have we learned... Well, Did they not listen to the Ghoul Friends podcast? Uh, no, because this was a bit before <laughs> that started. But, you know, here's my thing, though, is this is just a question because I don't know the answer to this. If you were like, we are not Catholic, I'm not Catholic, Mm-mm. would an exorcism work if you're not of that? Because I believe exorcisms are mainly okay. associated with the Catholic Church. Okay. So does an exorcism work if you are not affiliated with that religion? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I'm not Catholic, but if I saw someone that was possessed, I'm sure as hell gonna try. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And they it sounded like they were desperate. I wouldn't do it myself. I would probably call someone that knows what they're doing. Believe an at home exor you know, DIY exorcism is the best (laughs) option there. Um, but Bobby did plan to do an exorcism and went as far as buying a satanic Bible to do it with. No. Again, more questions. Don't do that. I just, you know, and, you know, Satanism is a religion, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, raining on anyone's parade. You have a right to do whatever you want, but I just think if that's something you've never dealt with, that is not something, like a Ouija board, you want to dip your toes into. Dabble. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So there's kind of all these things that lead up to their disappearance. Now, the other thing was, it was, there is a theory that Bobby and Sherilyn were on drugs, or drug users. Okay. And that this was part of a drug deal gone wrong in the $32,000 could maybe be an explanation for that. Okay. Now, um, that has, there's, I found no direct evidence that said that. So that is sure. a theory, but that is not proven in any way. Okay. Um, the weirdest thing I think I came across when I was reading about this story 
is there was a video that mm-hmm. was, it was like a surveillance, like cameras people keep outside of their homes yeah. that was captured. And I believe this was very close to the time they disappeared. You can find this video if you Google this, by the way. Okay. The surveillance video shows Bobby and Sherilyn loading up their truck, which I mean, that's fair, mm-hmm. normal. The thing is, is that, you know, at least when we're going on a trip and we're loading up the car, you know, you're usually talking to the other person. You're asking, like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> did you get the bags? Did you get the wallets? Did you get every, you know, yeah. like, you're usually kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. They are not looking at each other. They are not talking to each other. They mm-hmm. kind of have blank stares on their faces. Yeah. And they're just kind of, like, robotically loading this truck up. Interesting. They th- make about 20 trips in and out of the house to the truck. And at some points, you can see them standing in the driveway and blankly kind of staring off into the distance. Weird, right? A little bit. Now, this is kind of what also feeds into the theory that they may have been using drugs. Okay. Um, This may have been, you know, I don't know if this was some sort of episode, but I don't know. It just seems really weird knowing that they were kind of dabbling in all of these things. And then this video is Mm -hmm. caught. Um, The other kind of unnerving part about this video is you can see what looks like a storage, kind of like a pod that you can store things in Mm -hmm. on their property. And it's covered in what looks like graffiti, but as I said before, Sherilyn said she was a witch. She Mm -hmm. claimed to be a witch, which is fine. Um, She claimed that these were protective messages she had written on her storage container. Um, And these kind of never, it seemed like they didn't quite make sense. They talked about, I believe, like familiars, like being like black cats to witches Mm -hmm. and like, she didn't want black cats harmed. It was just, it kind of did not make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. But you can see that in the background of this video, which kind of just makes it even more weird, even stranger. <laughs> so you add all of these things up, and then you get to October 8th, 2009, when they leave their home and they just never come back mm-hmm. and they kind of disappear without a trace from their truck. It's so weird. So what happened? Right. Why? My biggest, I think, question is. The $32,000 in cash. Just there. Yeah. Left there. Mm -hmm. Why would you leave your dog in the truck? Why would you leave all that cash behind? I don't know. I don't know. But the video kind of reminds me, um, and I believe we talked about this in a really early episode about Mm -hmm. Elisa Lamb. Okay. She was a Canadian young woman who was found um, deceased in the water reservoir of the Cecil Hotel. Right. Remember we talked about this? Mm Mm-hmm. But there is a surveillance video of her in an elevator where she looks like she's in a trance and she walks in and out of the elevator almost like ritualistically. Like it's very, it's very like rigid. It makes Mm -hmm. no sense. She kind of looks like she's looking for someone and then she exits the elevator and that's the last time she is seen alive. So it kind of gave me those vibes a little bit. Like, what was it? Why were they so kind of trance-like in that video? That's weird. And what made them leave? everything and not come back right i don't know interesting yeah it's it's interesting too that that's so recent i mean 2013 yeah that they were found yeah that is recent that's crazy yeah and i will say there this was that was the kind of the high level look at that story Mm -hmm. there are many 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 details that are recorded so googling it you will find so much more um but i kind of pulled what i thought were the important yeah parts to this to kind of get the story yeah um so yeah that is the other one good one i liked that that was good yeah Yeah. little ghosts little aliens yeah little murder little murder (laughs) a little bit of everything in this one a little bit little dabble little dabble dabble everything everything. little dabble do you little dabble do (laughs) you just dabble do you yeah. Yeah. Well, so good. That was all I had. Me too. All right. All right. 
football time. Football, you're like, let's wrap her up. Let's go. All right. Yes. So come look at my merch. Our merch. <laughs> yes. You can join. Um, that's girlfriendspod.redbubble.com. Yeah. Yep. And just click on shop all products. There is more than just one hoodie. Yes. Um, and if you um, follow us on Facebook, I believe you put a post up with that link too. Yes. So if you're looking for it. Yep. That's where you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, Come find me on Facebook. Yes, you can go see Caitlin on Facebook. I asked y'all for animal pics last week, and I received a total of zero from any <laughs> of y'all. That we did, I read you this email, did receive an email from um, a listener in Maine. That's right. I remember, I think Stephanie was her first name. She sent a very cute picture of her her puppy dogs. Okay. So. You are excluded from that. <laughs> and hey. You have a, you get a pass. And good job being a Mainer. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. So otherwise, I'm looking at everyone else. You're all still in trouble. Send those dog pics in immediately. Heckin', do me a heckin' delight. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, go see Caitlin on Facebook. Uh, come see us on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can see us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. And a little update because you know we started watching Destination Fear. We tweeted something about watching like an episode, and freaking Dakota liked it fangirled so hard excuse me <laughs> let them know if you want the ghoul friends to go on destination fear <laughs> and watch us run away like the babies we are so yes that's mm-hmm. at uh ghoul underscore friends and then if you want to send us a listener story or animal pics or, or both you mm-hmm. can do that at um sorry ghoul friends podcast at gmail.com yep it's always a lot to get out <laughs> all right final thoughts before we wrap her up um the Patriots have a 6% chance of making the playoffs, so my hope is gone. So there's that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers play Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs today at 430. So if you have any uh, questions, concerns, things you want to talk about, please submit your request before then, Celeste, because <laughs> after that, you're you're just going to be zoned out. And not to say that we're salty, but we're rooting for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I don't say that often, but against Tom Brady, I hope his leg gets blown across the 50-yard line. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> That's a beautiful image. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, That's it. For now, we hope you have a safe, spooky, and fantastic week. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your girlfriends. And don't forget, just a dabble do ya. A dabble do ya. Bye. I won't fall off the bench this time. Good job. (laughs)